I saw this. It was one of those suggested yeah. documentaries you might like. Discovery Plus, you know me so well. You guys, this documentary is so good. I really cannot believe how good this is. It is also wild. Yeah. It's yeah. also a goddamn roller coaster. Get ready for an hour of shenanigans. Lock in. Pull the hell over. Don't even leave your house. Let's do it. Julia Bezzavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. You guys, welcome to True Crime Obsessed. Hi. I feel like we don't welcome them often enough. Yeah, you know, and that's wrong because yeah. I feel like it's implied, but we should do that more. You're I agree. Right. And you are such a, a polite person. I am bringing all of you a bottle of wine <laughs> or your favorite sparkling water. You guys, if you want more shenanigans with Julian and me, join us on the Patreon. We are really doing great, fun, hilarious work over there. It's where we do all of the long-form series. So we are wrapping up the preppy murder. We did All Be Gone in the Dark. We did uh, Night Stalker, The Jinx. We're going right into Gacy. Oh my God, Holy we're doing shit. that Gacy doc on Peacock. I knew nothing about this guy. I kn- I only knew what I knew. Yeah. And let me tell you. <laughs> Oof, Maron. Oh my God, oh my God. Also, you guys, join us on Instagram, True Crime Obsessed Podcast. Every Tuesday at noon, we go live for our live hang with you guys. It's called Ladies Who Lunch. I forget about it until the 10 minute reminder I get on my phone every week. Yeah. And then it's like the funnest 30 minutes of my of my Tuesday. We, yeah, we talk about the episodes. Yeah. We answer your questions. If you are mad at us about something, we right. talk about it there. It's <laughs> like a nice little therapy yeah. sesh for all of us. We just hang out. All uh, right, tell me one fun thing that happened to you this week. Oh, God. <laughs> I had a really great therapy session. I'm just saying. Oh, that's so great. It was, re- it was one of those ones where it was like, I'm yeah. tired, but I feel great. Totally. Sometimes you just feel tired. Yeah. Sometimes you feel okay. It was one of those like, I nailed it in therapy this week. I feel awesome. What are we talking about today? We are talking about when Philip met Missy. It's really, you guys, this is, it's bananas. Basically, the entire thing is told through surveillance footage from a McDonald's or whatever. <laughs> or a Burger King or a Wendy's. You never really it's know. Really de- <laughs> yes, it really depends. And like, we get this crazy coming up on, and one of the lines that really jumped out at me was, None of us saw that coming. All the guys in the restaurant, there's three or four others I thought would have killed their wives before Phil did. None of us saw that coming. I guess four guys who'd kill their wives before I'd guess Phil. <laughs> And I was like, ah, who is this Phil character? I already don't like him. Missy, I don't know about yet. Phil. And who are these other four guys who we get who we guess before Phil? Y'all need new friends, all right? New friends. My mother's missing. She's gone. My father is the prime suspect. She could have been dead in six of So she passed away in your car? Yeah. Where did they transport her to? I'm not sure where. You don't know? It was the story that Phil Snyder started to tell that made you think that it wasn't natural causes. That led the police to putting Phil under surveillance. Some townsfolk go and have coffee at local fast food restaurants just about every morning. Phil told them they stopped at a Ramada Inn. We obtained video from the Ramada Inn that showed Phil walking into his hotel room, but no Roberta. That's when Missy entered the equation. Morning. I heard a rumor this is the best coffee in town. I'm Missy. Nice to meet you. Yeah. I'm staying with my mom in Atwater. The people in town were saying, oh, you want to be careful. That's the guy who killed his wife. Missy just kind of like blew it off. When my mom goes, we're going to get tongue clove. I told you what a she is. I get set up. Say you do choose to do something. Then you'll help me. Was it possible that Missy had seen Phil on TV and then sought him out to kill her mother too? Missy was up to no good, and she and Phil seemed made for each other. Could they both end up going down for murder? 
All right, so we open in a place called Hartville, Ohio. Yeah, and we hear a lot about Hartville, Ohio. Farm country, small <laughs> village with a, with a big heart. And this, this guy, Dennis, who's a prosecutor, uh-huh. is like... I don't want to offend any people in Hartville, but Hartville is kind of like the Mayberry of Stark County. He even continues. He's like, this, it's small population, but nice, friendly people. I'm yeah. like, how is this insulting? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely town. I, I really... You guys, I'm so sorry to say it out loud, but nobody here is an asshole. Right. Although we find out like everyone there is an asshole. But the other thing, I was like, this seems like the kind of town where you get an Airbnb for a cozy hometown Christmas. Yeah. You know what I mean? The kind of town where, I don't know, they didn't have a McDonald's until 1982, <laughs> and then when they got it, it was the biggest can- thing ever. I remember when I first moved moved to Hartville in 1980, there was no McDonald's. And everybody would laugh like, what do you mean no McDonald's? But you have to remember it was a horse and buggy type town. And our McDonald's was built here in 1982. And that was a big thing. I was like, that is the weirdest fact until I realized this entire thing takes place in a McDonald's. Right, because then, you know, they say like one of those towns where everything knows everybody about everyone, but it's true here. I gotta tell you, like, I was like, I could never live in a place like this. And then they're like, but everyone in this town gossips. And I was like, oh, suddenly she's her ears perked up a little bit. And they don't just gossip when you see each other online at the store or picking up the laundry. No, they've got like gossip appointments every morning. Morning. It's a group of like older men. It's, right, and it's the men. All men. It's yeah. like 10 to 15 men, and all they do is go to the McDonald's, yeah. the Burger King, <laughs> the Wendy's. They sit and they drink coffee all day long and just gossip. But I gotta tell you too, there's like a hierarchy. We meet all these like locals who they are like, well, the same seats. Everyone, and, and like you don't take somebody's oh. seat. I worked at a restaurant like this one. Mm-hmm. If you've ever worked at a restaurant, like most of them will do like a family meal before yeah. the shift starts or like a pre-shift meeting. Mm-hmm. I worked at this restaurant once and actually the person I'm thinking of is famous now. She had, she was a, a waitress. She opened and closed this place. She got Several. famous in her 40s. Several. No, oh. no. No, she's awesome. But she had her spot that she sat at at every meeting. Meeting, and if you took her seat, I took her seat on my first day. She never, to this day, we're still friends. She never lets me forget it. Who is it? Bridget Everett. Her name is Bridget oh Everett. God. Look her up. She's really famous now. She's got a, like a show about her life coming out on HBO. It's bananas. Oh my God. But she was a waitress at a place called Ruby Foods on the Upper West Side Ruby for like seven Foods. straight years. She opened and closed the joint, you guys. And don't fucking get in her seat appreciate. Don't. And this guy, Tom Ford, he's a resident and gossip <laughs> participant. And like not that Tom Ford. No, not that Tom Ford. <laughs> this guy. And he's like. The same people had the same seats. Phil was the guy that would come in and sit down. I was at the same table with him for about 10, 12 years at least. 10, 12 years in the same seat, the same McDonald's. Also, those seats are plastic. How do you sit in that for 12 hours? All day. I know. Drinking coffee and talking. Remember the Mommy Dead and Deers episode where that kid was masturbating in a McDonald's for nine hours? For nine hours. And and then then we we had an ad for Handy. I do remember that. But everyone in this town, like everyone has known this Phil guy for years. Some some of them decades, 25 years, right? Totally. And we meet Dawn. She's a reporter. Dawn Kendrick. Tell me that she's not the Nancy Grace of this town. She's a little bit the Nancy Grace. She's so the Nancy Grace of the Dawn loves this story. She she loves her ability to report on this story. Yeah. And she wants us to know like. That is very typical in a small town like Hartville. Hanging out. Same people, same coffee, different day, more gossip. And they're 
all yeah. like retirees. Like yeah. they're just it's they're getting out. Good for them. Totally. They're engaging. It's like doing a crossword puzzle. Totally. I was thinking like if I was running for president, those are the places I'd hit on my like yeah. on my like world tour. You yeah. know what I mean? Do I have to like hold babies though? Do, I'm not, I don't no, wanna. You, you you never you and I both never actually need to run for president. Oh good. I don't think either one of us would be great at that job. I think I'd be terrible Although apparently at it. anybody can do that job. Yeah. I mean I'd be better than at least one person totally. I know of. Yeah. Eisenhower? Eisenhower. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> I'd be better than Jefferson, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, for real sure. anti-slavery. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm on the record about that. Totally. That's more than he can say. <laughs> so, founder of our country. Oh, my God. So, reporter Don, the Nancy Grace of this town, is like, it's the same people, the same coffee, the same gossip every day. Then in comes Missy. In she walks. And Missy... She was about 20 years younger than Phil. Yep. We immediately hear her voice. Again, all of this is either like body cams yeah. or surveillance footage from a McDonald's or a Wendy's or a Burger King. <laughs> and, you know, it's like Missy walked in and yeah. everyone was like, boom, like all eyes. Because she's like young and pretty and new. And it's like, Missy, what? these are all like all the old men who just want to talk about like fishing and like <laughs> gossip. I don't even know what kind of gossip is in that small town. I know. Because all anyone does is sit and talk about things at yeah. the McDonald's. Like what kind of scandal is happening well we also one of our talking heads is a woman named Chrissy she's the assistant manager oh, of the I Burger King her. so she's got blue hair and I I went to write oh my god and I accidentally wrote oh my gold and then I went <gasps> but also oh my but gold also, oh my gold <laughs> Chrissy is gold this entire time yeah a lot of the townspeople are gold too yeah oh totally um but Missy's super bubbly really yeah. engaging Phil and before you know it Missy has her own, like, assigned seat right next to Phil. They're meeting up every day. And now that is the talk of the town. Who's Missy? Missy and Phil. People were talking, and they thought it was a little, you know, strange. When Missy started to be seen with Phil, there had to be a lot of gossip. I don't think there was a day went by it didn't come up in conversation one way or another. We never really had anything quite like this. It happened before, and didn't know what to think. We haven't had anything like this happen before. Nobody knew what to think. And it's like a new, okay, so a new person moved into town. Right. Shocking. <laughs> Riveting. Not since the McDonald's in 82 has there been a scandal. I mean, Tigger Tape Parade. You know, they'd sit and read the paper. They'd buy each other food and coffee. If one of them came early, yeah. they'd get their orders and wait. I mean, they were really close really fast. Missy and Phil. Now, yes. here's something you guys have to know. Like, these establishments are all under surveillance because of Phil. And we'll get to why later. Later, but you're going to hear Missy and Phil talking because the fucking place is bugged. Right. So right, you're right. going to hear them talking like on, it sounds like FBI tapes of the mafia. And right. that's because these, that, so when you when it sounds like that, that's why. Yes, exactly. So we learned about Missy. No, I'm staying with my mom in Atwater. Okay. I take care of her in the afternoon and all night. And she needs a break from me. So it's sort of been refreshing coming up here and just chilling a little bit. Yeah, I just got divorced in Cincinnati. I got two grown kids. She's taking care of her mother but there's a lot of drama because missy hates the in-home care nurse who's (laughs) taking care of her mother my god have you guys ever met a fucking home health aide these people are doing god's work they should be paid at least a million dollars dollars. yeah two billion oh Uh, my god at least sometimes i think about the home health aide who's gonna have to take care of me when i'm old 
I love that it's a male nurse. I always imagine. Oh, I said them, but oh, whatever you want to. I thought you said God help. No, you imagine? you're not going to get some like young hot nurse. No, no you're going to. No, you're I don't gonna, want that. No, no, no. I want like a lady. You're going to get a gonna... tough broad who's going to not take any <laughs> ounce and one iota of your shit. Can I and start, I'm going to hire her. Can that woman start working with me today? <laughs> you know, your lips to God's Jan, ears. Jan, I need a bath. Your lips to goddesses' ears. My God. Jan. Oh, my God. The coffee's cold. It's starting. So Steve does this every day yeah like deals with you That's i know I, I, i'd love to be like yeah but you know what i'm great in the sack i don't know why he stays with me oh well, i would think that you're pretty probably a little selfish though right <laughs> <laughs> it's just us right anyway moving on um <laughs> so and so basically like missy's mom is dying and yeah. instead of taking care of her because missy is like probably not that great of a person uh-huh and she also hates the in-home care nurse. She spends all day, every day. Like, her 9 to 5 is hanging out with Phil in McDonald's drinking coffee. Which is like, and it's all anyone can talk about. At one point, we hear him call her little girl. Hey, little girl. It's Disgusting. so fucking gross. Don't do that, and, Phil. And Mrs. God damn it. And they're like, I get you. Because I think we think a lot of life. Which is weird. <laughs> but I'm weird. So. And I kind of am as well. So we're weird together. Yeah. But. A couple weirdos. Exactly. Phil's super into Missy. He's starting to dress up more. Missy's really <laughs> into Phil. Everyone in town is like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And like, Missy's not great. All right. No. And one of the things about her on April 2nd, 2018, she's talking with her fucking mouth full. Oh. And we, she doesn't know she's being recorded. So it's not her fault. But she's talking with her fucking mouth. And we have to listen to it. There's nothing wrong with that. No. There's nothing wrong with you and I meeting. What? Ugh. So Chrissy, who we love? Yeah. Because every she's like, everyone in town hates this, this <laughs> Missy Phil thing. And I'm like, why do you care yeah. so much? Like, right. what's the problem? Yeah. And Chrissy is like, no, girl, listen, because I love Chrissy. Right, me too. And she's like, girl, come here, listen. It was all over town, and I think people were shocked. Made our stomachs turn, for sure. I mean, because we all know his wife is now missing. Because everyone knew Phil's wife was missing, and I'm like, well. And over. not just missing. Everyone's like, his wife is missing and he probably killed her. Right. Because then someone, someone else is like, he is running around with this missy person yeah. knowing. And we all know that he killed his wife. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. And it, this is one of the first times where Dawn says it was the talk of the town. She says that about everything. The talk of the town. The McDonald's. Sure. The she case says- of the century, Dawn, <laughs> wasn't it? Because now people are like worried for Missy. Right. Because right, Phil's a murderer. And like, and eventually we hear people warning Missy. Missy doesn't care she's not bothered by this at all yeah there's someone because we hear again because of the surveillance and yeah. the fbi has a bug they're like we're like 99 sure phil killed his wife yeah. what are you doing with him and not to like foreshadow too much but missy hates her mom so just put that let, hates, let that sink it in. would be real. she doesn't really want to say it but it's going to be a relief <laughs> when you know what happens <laughs> she'd have her life back you know it's bananas and so Phil's wife is named Roberta. And we sort of get like the Phil and Roberta backstory a little bit. Phil and Roberta met at the Hartville schools. They grew up like down the street from each other. Roberta did crafts. She sounds awesome. She like does. she loved scrapbooking. She had a whole room devoted to it. If anything happened to you, Roberta would present you with a scrapbook about it. It is the most wholesome, purest thing. It's the kind of thing that, like, girl, I really wish I cared about scrapbooking. Like, I feel like I would be so bad at it, but it's the kind of thing I wish I wanted to do. Because when you see one, yeah. it like it, I, I'm knocked out by it. I think it's the coolest, <laughs> sweetest thing, but it makes me anxious because I feel like I would I do it wrong. And I yes. know yeah. you scrapbookers are saying I can't do it wrong <laughs> because it's just about me and my creativity. Uh-huh. But I would start one and right. say I ruined it. I got. I have to start from scratch and then start another one. And I would just never. 
it would never be right. An entire room. We learned that Phil and Roberta had kids. I wonder if, like, when that the 17-year-old turned 18, she started counting the minutes until she could turn his room into the scrapbooking room. Oh, my God, totally. You know I mean? And the thing is, speaking of their kids, Roberta got pregnant at 16. Yeah. So their their son, Kenny, is here, yeah. like, throughout. And I he, mean, Kenny goes through it in this. I Holy love Kenny. Shit, me too. And I love his wife. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah. But Kenny says... She got pregnant at the age of 16. Didn't really get a chance to experience her teenage years a lot and the things that a teenager would do. She was, you know, raising a child. She was a young mother. She did the best she could. She stayed at home raising two young boys as a teenager. I mean, I we love her. See, we do see her at like some wedding in 1993 doing the electric slide. She got good to have some fun. How do you put music in a scrapbook? <laughs> That's what she's thinking. Boogie, she's boogie, like, boogie. And, and, and you know, you open the scrapbook page and you're like, oh my God, I can, I can hear it in my head. That's how good she is. And I mean that yeah. sincerely. I can really I, wish I was good at that. I don't mean to derail this conversation, sure. but why is the song The Electric Slide so magical? You mean you don't want to talk about scrapbooking anymore? <laughs> I just want to say, I actually would listen to The Electric Slide like in my AirPods. You would? I love that song. Is boogie, boogie, boogie. It, it you like can't see it. It's electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. Like, come on. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, now we got to play it at the next party we have. If, if, you, if I don't hear The Electric Slide at the next Patrick and Steve party, I'm walking. I'm leaving. Like you and Maggie doing The Electric Slide together. A dream. If Maggie would like would sink to my level yeah. and dance with me, that would be really great. Totally. She's too cool for me though. <laughs> I described Maggie as a smoke show the other day. <laughs> and I Maggie meant it. Maggie is a smoke show. And I meant you guys it. have not seen her secret Instagram. It is hot. She is a smoke show. She has like Maggie has like her her like check mark Maggie Freeling. Like oh, uh, what uh-huh. do you call that? Verified, verified yeah. Instagram. Then she has her like secret Instagram that none of you know about. That's called Redacted. Redacted. Totally. It's soft core Maggie pictures and they are so amazing. Smoke show. I'm saying Smoke it. Smoke show. Unbelievable. <laughs> we learn that Roberta's health declines in the early 90s and she becomes depressed and she has other issues. Yeah, and Kenny the son says, look. Every married couple has time when it's not always a smooth road. They did have difficulty. He drank. My dad, Phil, was a dick. He yeah. drank a lot. And totally. Roberta just, like, she's really going through it. Smash cut to January 9th, 2018, you guys. This is fucking crazy. So Roberta is Phil's wife, and Roberta's brother comes to the local police with a fucking story. What an interesting tale this is, totally. to say the least. So he says he got a call from Phil. He and Roberta had gone to Memphis, and she fucking died on the trip. Remember, she's missing, you guys. Right. This is the story that, that the police were told. He said she died on Friday. He wouldn't let him do an autopsy he had her cremated he says phil told him that he gave her body to the ems who took it from there and he never saw anything other than them taking the body we have no details what happened to my sister phil tells the brother there was no autopsy he had her cremated he gave her body to ems and never saw the body again i i mean I know. Thankfully, I was I, like, I was like, this is such a mess. Brother Brian is super concerned, right? Yeah, he is, yeah, thankfully, because yeah, yeah. I don't know where this is going to go. Totally. You never know. He might have been like, well, I'm You're, on my way. But the, just can we slow down on that for a second? But, I mean, please. Do we have to talk about anything else? She died on Friday. Yeah. Phil, the husband, refused to let anyone do an autopsy. Right. And I don't know who he's talking about. Right. Then he had her cremated, but then he also gave her body to right. the EMS. Again, nothing is making sense. And then he just left and, and then, never like, saw her home. again. No memorial. Right. Nothing. Yeah. No, it's just like, oh, well, 
She's in good hands now. Bye. Like, right. what are you talking about? And we see, so like, we see the brother talking to the cop on the cop's body cam. That's the other thing about this. I when I was describing screaming about this to yeah. Mike today because I was like, this is what we get to talk about today. <laughs> um, I was like, documentaries are changed forever because right. now we're starting to get the docs that are made with all of these body it cams. It started with and the Chris Watts documentaries, yeah. you guys. Yeah. So we see, like, all of this is on body cam, and the, like, so we're seeing the actual interview with the brother, and the cop goes, "I'm perplexed by this. This is very weird to me. I am too. The whole thing seemed weird, but I don't." Want to accuse him, and I'm not. But he's got to tell us something. Yeah, and he's I got, agree. And the story's got to start to make sense at some point. Yeah, something's not adding up, and it's weird. Something's not adding up here. This is weird. And I just have in my notes. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Why is it? And, and the cops are way too calm and, and way too nice to even feel the about brother, this. Brother, you're not going to flip a single table because no one wants to believe he didn't kill my sister. Right? right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you just yeah. have to say like he's a weird guy. Right. Something's weird because you, you never want to go to. I mean, you would go there, but. I would probably be like, he fucking killed her. Right, yeah. So the cops go to check on Phil, and they're like, hey, Phil. Again, body cam. We see the whole thing. We had some calls from family members, and they just wanted us to come out and check and make sure you're okay on your you and your wife. You guys okay? I'm okay, yes. Okay. My wife passed away. I'm okay. My wife passed away, though. Huh? She passed away. Phil tells this insane story. Now, right. when we tell these stories, it's going to sound like they're all out of context and they don't make any sense. I know. We're just quoting Phil. Yeah, totally. The stories don't make any sense. And he's like, well... We went down to Memphis to see Elvis got down there the 6th. And she choked on on her phlegm. She kept, she'd been choking for quite a, about a year. Where were you at? Days in, I think it is. Days in. In the middle of this, you hear... Because he's trying to kill a fly or a mosquito as he's talking yeah. about his dead wife. And he's also like, well, she's been choking for a year. He's trying right. to say that she had this sort of phlegmy, choking, coughing yeah. thing that she was dealing with. And it finally caught up to her. And I she, died. she died of like whooping cough. Right. <laughs> Dysentery. Or either in the days in right. or the car. Also, like what must the days in at Graceland be like? Not great. <laughs> Free, or great, I don't free know. Breakfast, I bet. You know what I mean? Yeah, but probably only till like nine. So right. Oh, to, well, I mean that's. that's I basically... know you're up at four a.m. <laughs> Plenty of time for me, girl. <laughs> so the, the officer's like, so girl, she died in your car, and, and then, feels like, yep. The cops <laughs> ask him a lot of leading questions. Like they, they never like, where did she die? They always give him the answer. And so Phil goes, yeah, no, I didn't speak with anyone. I just left town, and the cops are like, oh. Okay. And then also didn't tell anyone when you got your your son doesn't know that his mother is dead? Right. Or you don't want to have any kind of memorial or just be like a decent person. So the cops start looking into this. Rob got busy and started calling medical examiners, body transport people, hospitals, fire departments, ambulance services, everybody that would be in the Memphis area to try to determine who moved the body? And of course we came up empty. And they go, well, of course we came up empty. Right. And I'm like, I could have told you that. <laughs> so they go back to Phil's house again on January 10th, 2018. We see the video again. We're at Phil's table. And like, finally the cop was like, Phil, girl, your story isn't adding up. He's like, I think you know more than you're telling us. Now, this is where, and I got to tell you, because we see all of this on the body cam, Phil is saying, look. I had two aneurysm operations. Sometimes I have problems remembering. Okay. If I didn't remember something, I'm very sorry. He really is 
acting like a man with memory problems. And for a minute, I was like kind of falling for it. Oh. Because he does just, he's really old. He's like in his 70s. He looks kind of feeble. And it's sort of like, girl, did your wife actually die and you just forgot? But then he changes course because he's like, oh, I had her cremated. Right. And okay, no memorial service. Uh Uh-huh. And then it just cuts to the police chief on the six o'clock news, basically. I'm waiting patiently until Phil's ready to tell me the truth. And uh, and when that happens, then we'll, we'll see where the chips fall. The police chief goes on the news and he's like, well, we're just waiting for Phil to tell the truth. Right. Now it's the talk of the town. Fuck I, the McDonald's. No one cares. Remember 1982, the McDonald's? No. Now everyone's talking about how Phil killed poor Roberta, including yeah. Phil and Roberta's son, Kenny. Right. And Roberta's siblings, her whole family. Right. So one of the tent poles of the story that Phil has told the cops is that he and Roberta stopped at the Ramada Inn in Sparta, Kentucky on the way to Graceland. And the cops are like, well, let's verify that story. So they go to the Ramada Inn, they get the video, and they pull it up. They see Phil. They see no Roberta. Phil is the only person to check in. He's the only person to check out. So Roberta is not with him. Right. And so they call Phil on this. Again, we see all the footage. They go back to his house. We get all the footage. (laughs) So Phil makes Maintains. She was there. That's a still picture taken from a video. She was never on the video. She was there. How did his video be there? I don't know. She was absolutely there. I don't care what the paperwork says, yeah. what your what your footage says. And then he just leaves the room. He's like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't remember. I don't, he just leaves. And we watch it happen. And we're like, girl, where are you going? And the cops are just like, Phil, come back. And then, knock, 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 the son, Kenny, shows up. And it's literally chaos down here, Tom, because yeah. they are literally there to confront him about, like, maybe murdering his wife. In the middle of this confrontation, the son shows up, sits next to his dad while the cop is trying to get Phil to admit to the murder of his wife slash this guy's mom. And now Phil Phil just starts saying things. None right. of it makes any yeah. sense. He's like, well, actually, Kenny, now that you're here, son. Right. She wanted to be there one more time before she died. She died and I took her there anyway because she wanted to be there. Roberta died before we got to Graceland, but I took her there anyway. I know. Oh, oh. And and he's trying, that's his explanation for why you didn't see her on the video at the Ramada. He had the body in the trunk. The body in the trunk, you guys. Oh my God. I mean, thank God none of this fucking happened. Right. And then he's going on and on. Now he's crying the fucking crocodile tears with this guy. I can't. Well, because he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And now the the police chief is like thinking that he's about to like admit to the murder. Right. And he's like, you know, I put up a lot of stuff because of how much I loved your mother and if I didn't love her we would have been divorced 20 years ago I'm so sorry I feel so bad and Kenny's like okay fine but where is she right right like exactly. I don't like cry all you want but where is my mother right and, and so he says okay that story I told you about cremating her not actually true she could have been dead in Cincinnati God what was on the way home. Why didn't, when I left that hotel down there, she was just still with me. He is telling this story that mm-hmm. she chokes and dies. He pulls over on the side of a fucking bridge. Could be anywhere. Could be anywhere. And like literally dumps her body over the bridge into the river because he wants her to be with nature. And then he's like, "Cause and also because no one would find her body that way. Right. He literally said yeah. that. Right. And the cops are like, <laughs> Phil, what river, Phil? And he's like, I don't know. Either Kentucky yeah. or Tennessee. Uh-huh. I cannot 
handle this. I, know. I don't know. I know. It could have been Cincinnati. Yeah. It could have been Kentucky. It could have been Tennessee. You guys. Philip. So the cops, they decide they're going to get DNA from Roberta's son, Roberta and Phil's son, Kenny, who, we, who we've met. And they also get DNA from Roberta's sister. So if they are able to find any like DNA of Roberta anywhere that could be connected to a crime scene, they, they will be able to use this DNA to connect it. Yeah, they can't use Roberta's because they don't know where her body is. Exactly. So just like another jump cut, as yeah. you say, smash cut. Suddenly Phil has been discovered in his home, he passed out. He took a bunch of pills. He tried to kill himself. So he, Phil overdoses. And like the son had come over because the dad hadn't been answering the phone. And they find him down in the basement. There's a suicide note that says, Dear Kenny, I did not harm your mom. Signed, your dad. It doesn't say the word signed. Right, right. <laughs> which is very important. There's no other way to articulate yeah, that verbally <laughs> because it just sounds like, I did not harm your mom, your dad. Were, if this was a live show, I would have done the dash dash with right. my fingers. I did not harm your mom. Pause. Your dad. Unbelievable. Of of course, this, like, to the town. When we had heard that he had tried to kill himself, ironically, a lot of people thought that was the dead giveaway that he was guilty and was trying to get out of it like that. I'm sure he wants it to look like he's so distraught about his his wife that he just couldn't take it anymore, but it totally backfired. Because Phil is in the hospital, which means a member of the family has to be power of attorney. The cops go to that person, bada bing, bada boom. They get permission to search the house. So you guys, they bring a cadaver dog to the house. His name is Jed. He gets his own lower third. Super (laughs) cute. You know how like sometimes the cadaver dogs in these episodes, it's kind of like a whole lot of nothing? Yeah. Jed the cadaver dog brings us right to like a murder barrel. Drags one of the cops down the stairs to the basement. Even the cop can't believe it. The cop was like... He wants something in there. It's crazy that he can smell that all the way from upstairs. All right, come on, I can't believe he can smell it from there. They're laughing. They're like, what is he? He's really smelling something. He's whimpering. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, girl, look. Yeah, and it's like this red Rubbermaid, like, Like storage Like plastic, yeah, yeah, container. And they open it, and one of the cops is like, ooh, yeah, that's an odor. Oh, yeah. That's an odor. (laughs) And it's like filled with, like, Christmas presents and stuff. Like, it looks normal. But they, they also find a sweatshirt with blood on it, and there's blood inside the tub. Right. Oh, my God. And guess what? Because at the same time, they've been testing the DNA from the family. The lawyer's like... When we got the results of that mitochondrial DNA, it was 99.999% probability that it was from Kenny's mother, Roberta. Yeah, maybe he didn't put her body in a fucking river. Like, why is there Roberta's blood on a ripped sweatshirt with the Christmas decorations? So they bring Kenny the son in again, this poor fucking kid. Guy, I'm honestly like... They keep saying to him, like, one of these times that we we have to re-traumatize you by listening to your dad talk about your mom dying. And we still, you haven't been able to properly grieve because we don't know where she is. Can you do that again? Yeah, they're like, one of these times it's going to work, I promise. And don't worry, we're just going to let him talk and talk and lie and totally open that wound and really traumatize you even more. Good, great. Nine o'clock. Kenny. Kenny just goes, Dad! And it's like, you see him and you're just like, you just want to reach out and hug him. And there's a point, I'm just going to say it now. His wife is sitting next to him when he's doing the interview for this. She is listening. She's so kind. She has her hand. She's she's holding his hand and she's really like just letting him express this. And when I saw that, I was just like, that's a partner. That's that's someone like, she is so with him and he needs that so badly. And it was really, it it was nice to see because every other piece of footage with Kenny is fucking terrible. Totally. So it was really nice to see him have someone. So now that the cops have backed him into a corner again about like the shirt and the fact that she's not in the river, he changes the story again. He just keeps making, you can hear him making it up as he as he goes along. Yeah. And so the cops literally ask him, can you keep your story straight this time? We're going to ask you one more time. Because this is the point where he's like, well, no, 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 no. So here's what happened. She coughed up the phlegm and she died at home. And you see Kenny roll his eyes and go, oh my God. Oh my God. Kenny 
is now getting like the fourth story about how his mother died. Right. Either so not in the car, right. not in the hotel. Now she died at home. Right. Okay. Got died it. at home. He carried her out of the house over his shoulder. And then and then the cops are like, so but where in the house did she die? Where in the house did she die? She died in the living room. Where at the living room? Right. Well, she collapsed right there at the end, at the edge of the coffee table. She died in the. Where do you think room? she died? Right. You tell me. You t- you tell yeah, me what right. you think happened to her, and then and they, we'll see. They basically do. He's like at the edge of the coffee table. Dennis, the lawyer, is all of us because we're just like shut up. So Dennis, in my mind, just like throws the door open. And he's yeah. like, that's it. Yeah. So he he says to us, we need a confession. That's the because this guy is not telling us anything. Like we really need him to come clean. Yeah. Because we need him to say it because he's never he's gonna try to bullshit the cops and he's bad at it but like we need more now they're like we gotta get information we gotta put him under surveillance they're like we want to see was he grieving was he sad and then this happens to be when missy enters the picture right they decide to put all these places where he's hanging out like under surveillance with the recordings and whatever so like this is how we get all the tape that we have right and this is where we you know chrissy the the burger king manager she's like yeah phil starts getting really dressed up and this is where we hear people warning missy and the I mean, is, you literally see an old lady being like, Don't get friendly with him. Oh, really? Would, would he, that go there? He's the one his wife's missing. Somebody was telling me about that. They can't find the body, so they can't charge him. Wow. Well, they won't take Oh, no. Like them guys said, he's outsmarted the FBI. Yeah, he sure has, hasn't he? So far that you're talking to that, that his wife is missing we think that he outsmarted the FBI Missy doesn't no. give a fuck no remember and, she's got a mother to kill yeah totally <laughs> oh she just wants her life back I know too. Oh, such a pain <laughs> So Phil and Missy get real close real quick. Yeah. So Phil starts kind of spilling the tea to Missy. Like day by day, he's giving her a little more information about what happened. Because remember, she's like, she hears that and she's like, oh, I, like you said, I have a mother to kill. Right. So she's really engaging him and asking questions. And he has an audience and, yep. you know, people like to talk. And he starts telling her more and more. Yeah. And Missy, like, she's kind of like goading him. Like she says things to him like. So you put her in the Kentucky River, but you told him Tennessee. It is. It was in Tennessee. Yeah. Oh. It is a Oh, but they're searching the wrong spot. I would tell him the wrong spot. Send him on some wild goose chase. Because, like you said, as long as they don't have the body, they can't tell what she died from. You know they can't get you if they don't have a body. Like, her tone of voice sucks. Yeah. So now Missy is like, well, you killed your wife probably. Yeah. I have a mother to kill. And this is where we learned that when she kind of says this off the cuff, mm-hmm. I can tell she's like testing it out with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, when my mom dies, we're going to get tons of money. When my mom dies, by the way, we're going to get tons of money. Right. So Phil tells her, you know what you could do? Yeah. You can suffocate your mother. Oh my. That's a Listening good Listening to this conversation is curls your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Missy's like, really? Would you help me? Like, what do you think? Missy's like, would she be fighting? And and he's like, well, maybe. You never know. And he's giving her, he's like, roll her over. This is so horrible. It's so fucking Push her head down and, you know, she dies. And he's like, yeah, I I will absolutely help you. I'll get a truck and a dolly. Come pick me up. We'll kill your mother and get all the money. Yeah. And you can have your life back. So now we're back to the cops trying to get evidence on Phil. Because remember, Phil is still saying that he still dumped the body in the river, right? And so they get his credit card 
card records, and they say his first stop on their way to Memphis was at a gas station in Worcester, Ohio, which is like just outside of where they live. It says 40 minutes away from where yeah. they are. And I was like, gas stations will save us all. I do enough of these podcasts to know gas stations always have the best surveillance video. Right, but like, have they erased it? Right. <laughs> Guess what? No. Shockingly, they I, have not. I, give a fucking Pulitzer Prize. I was saying there should be like a $50 million prize when the police go to a, a place with surveillance video that they need, and that place has it, they get $50 million. And they actually have it? Totally. I mean, it, it was it was like I won the lottery. I know, truly. totally. And we see an image of Phil in his truck, supposedly on this trip with his wife or with his wife's body. She's not in the car. It's just Phil. He's so clearly alone in this yes. car, right? So the cops are saying, well, that means that she died at home, which is one right thing that Phil said. And it's actually really good news because mm-hmm. we can at least say we don't have to fucking search the rivers anymore. Yeah, and I'm we like- We don't do it a And I'm like, well, Jet the dog told us totally. with the red <laughs> bin. So yeah, it was at home. We could continue to let Elvis rest in peace if he were actually dead. Oh, hello. <laughs> And so now back to Phil and Missy talking about committing murder, basically. And Phil's talking about, okay, here's the plan. And Missy's like, oh, she's such a bitch. And Phil starts doing this thing that makes my skin crawl. Uh When he's talking in hypotheticals, he keeps saying the phrase, now this is just the scenario. I could give you a scenario. Yes. Give me a scenario. I ask a guy that picks up dumpsters by windows. I said, what do you do with that? Yeah. He said, take it to the dump. It's very OJ if I did it. And by the time this ends, if I hear that phrase I one know. more fucking time, yeah. because he says it in this very like, well, you know, well, this is just a scenario, right. but what you could do, and there's something about, it's a me thing, the, there's something about the way he says it and that he says it so many times, it no, is under my think. skin. No, I, I think that like when we're listening to somebody describing the way he killed his wife and we know he did it, yeah. and he's like, this is just a hypothetical, like, there, it's it's like fucking OJ. Because like, he's also like trying to flirt with her while he's doing it. And he's not wearing his wedding ring anymore. Right, and he's getting more and more dressed up. Yeah. Ugh, dress disgusting. up for his coffee dates at the Burger King, you guys, please. At the Burger King. Now, you get dressed up if you're going to see Chrissy, the, the assistant manager at the Burger King. She's the lady you dress up for. And show her some respect. We'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, yes. And so, and like, Missy is really starting to lay it on thick. And the cops are like, I kind of can't believe we have all this footage. Because yeah. she's like, I was at my mom's. I told you what a bitch she is. I get fed up. Say you do choose to do something. Then you'll help me. She really wants yeah. to plan it. Now yeah. the idea's in her head. She wants her life back. She hates the in-home care nurse. It's like enough of <laughs> The already. in-home care nurse, again, makes $8 an hour doing God's work. And Jan, if, and if my Missy, bath is too cold. And if Missy's mom is as horrible as Missy says, give Jan a raise. Totally. She should get a raise totally. if, if Missy's mom is the <laughs> nicest person on earth. Yeah. But if Missy's to be believed, yeah. Jan, <laughs> hero. Jan, <laughs> my feet need to be rubbed. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, I can't. Steve, I don't know. Speaking of a race. Yeah. Steve Tipton. Oh, so then we hear from Chrissy, the manager. Yeah. And she's like... Phil was creepy from the beginning. He just gave you weird looks, made rude comments. If he came up for his refill, he would whistle, tap his cup on the counter, like very demanding. He would bang on the counter to get her attention. He oh would my God. whistle at her. Oh my God. And remember, all day long. Because yeah. all they would do is sit here from 9 to 5 or yes. whatever. All yes. day just having Phil be a dick to you. And the other thing too is that like, I feel like there's a moment where you kind of feel like Phil hangs out with the cool kids of like the coffee club. Phil is actually kind of the town creep. Yes. Everyone know like, like And that they, was before they thought he killed his wife. Totally. They say that, like, he never tells personal stories. 90% of people in town think he killed his wife. You guys know it's okay to not hang out with a guy that you think
Dean killed his wife. Well, Anna, by yeah. the way, one of the art towns people who I love, she's on your side, <laughs> our side, because she's been with us the whole time, and she tells us this story where she's like, Phil had his estate sale, and he sold everything in the house he could get. When we saw him over at Wendy's, we knew, well, something's up. So I asked him, I said, hey, I went to your estate sale, and he said, oh, what were you looking for? And I said, I was looking for clues, Phil. I was looking for clues. And he shut up and wouldn't talk to me anymore. Clues, Phil. I was looking for clues. And I'm like, that's a good zinger, Anna. So Anna's with us. Yeah. We keep getting more between Phil and Missy. And like, Missy's pushing him and Phil's like, you think I whacked her, huh? So you think I whacked her? No. But at the same time, I don't care. Other than I am intrigued. No, but I also don't care. Missy. I know. Like, the audacity. And she's also like, you're so, you totally outsmarted the cops. You're so smart. That's why they can't get you. And that's why I want your help with my situation. I'm like, Missy, like, this is taking too long. Find somebody else to kill your mother. I've had it. I know. And the whole, like, how she can put up with the justice scenario shit all this time, yeah. it makes me crazy. Patrick, I said, advocate you finding anybody to kill your mother. So Phil is like, just between us. Yeah. And again, just a scenario. I'm going to tell you what happened to my wife. Like, we get bits and pieces of the story here and there. So this is a little disjointed. Yeah. But he's like, I took a cloth, a cotton cloth, and I put it against her head. Yeah. And then just at one point, Missy says, because I guess Phil had told her about that red Rubbermaid container. Yeah, the one that the dog found. Jet the pup. Jet, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for respecting the lower third. Jet with two Ts. Loving you. And so at one point, Missy's like, so, but you put her in the rubber made container too or you didn't yeah oh so you then you put her body in the red container yeah and phil says yes i know and so now they take a pause from talking about the wife and now they're talking about her mom and this is where the idea of marriage is floated right like phil's obviously in love with this like young hot woman right right? who's just telling him how great and smart he is and how cool it is that he killed his wife yeah so he says so say your mom passes away and i move to cincinnati with you she's like "Mm -hmm, tell me more they're playing card games at wendy's they're playing cards i know he's like you said i could stay with you right say your mom passes away and i moved to Cincinnati. You said I could stay with you. Yes. I put my wife on as my beneficiary for half of my pension. Would be close to 900 a month. So he's just explaining that if he gets married, his wife would get $900 a month as part of his pension. So then he goes, say there's a marriage. <laughs> Phil! Over card games at Wendy's. Yeah. I have to reiterate it. And he's like, he's trying to say like, I want you to marry me. He's pretending it's for the money, but he really loves her. He goes, and you don't even need to get frisky with me. <laughs> Good, because I'm not frisky kind of person. And then we meet our townspeople again, and they're like, oh, please. Of course he wanted to get frisky. You never say it. People say they don't want to get frisky. They totally want to get frisky. Give me a break. And so Missy says... She's like really entertaining this marriage idea, the She's 900 bucks a month. Gotta She's get like, rid of her mother, please. And that too. So then Missy says, Phil, look, if you want to get married... I really believe in honesty. We have to start off on the right foot. You have to tell me how you killed your wife. Because don't forget about spousal privilege. I can't testify against you for married. Don't worry. It's safe. And she has really wanted to know this the whole time. She's kind of like fixated. Yeah, exactly. And I think that she realizes now she's got the leverage to actually get the story. Right. Like if you want to marry me, again, not getting frisky. But you also have to tell me what happened. (laughs) Enough of this just a scenario bullshit. Cut the shit. Don't fuck me on this, Phil. (laughs) Tell me what happened. So he says, all right. I'll tell you. It was, it was a pretty good argument the night before. Yeah. But I didn't kill her. 
But I didn't kill her. Well, actually, I kind of did. And then he laughs. Uh, so he goes to, he says he goes to Burger King to have his coffee for 15 hours. He gets home and he sees Roberta sleeping on the couch. And he goes to the basement and like he tries to make up some lie about hearing her fall off the couch. Missy's not having it. He's like, all right. What I actually did was I picked up a fucking sledgehammer. Oh, I mean, God. a fucking sledgehammer. And he he goes upstairs and bashes her in the head with it. Like, you kind of can't believe it because Missy's like, how many hits was it? Was it like yeah. one hit? Was oh, it? Missy, and God I'm sitting it. there like devastated to yeah. hear him say the words with this matter of fact tone. He was just laughing about yeah, it. Yeah. And then like Missy's like, yeah, but the details though. Right. <laughs> Missy. Missy. And she's like, was there a lot of blood? He was like, there was enough. And like, we, we just got the logistics. He put the, the pillow she had been sleeping on in a plastic bag. He put like all of the bloody stuff in one of those Rubbermaid containers and like admits to putting her body in a different Rubbermaid container container and then puts it in the back of the truck and like drives off to go dump the body and he's like i didn't feel relieved until i was in kentucky yeah. so now we know kentucky and so that now she's like oh look at the time i must be going like missy gets exactly what she wants <laughs> yeah, and yeah. exactly she's like well that's it for <laughs> yeah. me thanks so much same time same place tomorrow and he goes you owe me a kiss before you leave you owe me a lot of trust a on the cheek. <laughs> i do yes i do on the way out of here okay a big wet one. all right and he goes, a big no, wet one. No! And I... I know. I'm just like, I, flames on the side of my face. Yeah, like, I, I am so... you can If you could yeah. see me now, listeners, clenched face, yeah. clenched... It's just disgusting. And then Missy's like, ugh. So you can feel like she doesn't want to smooch him. And right. like on the cheek or whatever. And then she just goes, doesn't it feel good, Phil, to let it out? <laughs> doesn't it feel good? And he's like, you know, it really does. It just feels great. So the cops who've been bugging this place, they've got all the information. And now we're getting the like, all right, he just confessed to his wife's murder. They're like, remember, he's going to go kill Missy's mom. We got to go get this guy now. He is unpredictable. Right. So they have the warrants this minute to yeah. arrest him for Roberta's death and also to prevent yet another murder. Totally. So the, the chief that's been with us the whole time goes to his house. He's not there. Drives to the Burger King where he knows he probably is. He walks in and we see the body cam. Yep. We see this moment. Our friend Chrissy's there, the manager, yes. who's like, finally, <laughs> this guy who's banging on the counter and whistling at me. He's finally uh, getting he's his comeuppance. He's throwing an extra 10 years for that, Judge. Oh my God, seriously. So we see the cop go over to Phil. Phil's like, oh, hey, man. Gives him a fist bump. The cop is like so vindicated. He's so excited to be arresting this guy and he's like so bad news bad news is I got a warrant for your arrest Phil thinks he's joking he cannot believe it he's like that's hilarious Carl yeah. coffee's on me <laughs> and so then we find we get Phil at the station again body cams for days we see everything and Phil's like I don't know what you're talking about Right. this is ridiculous and they're like well no it's not we're charging you with aggravated murder and he goes how are you gonna do that <laughs> and they're like well and, and while they're telling him like you are like under arrest right. for murdering Roberta. Phil's big concern, not the murder charge. Yeah. He's got to call Missy. They have plans to commit murder. <laughs> the love of his life. No, you don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Police chief, he's going to marry Missy. They're going to murder her murder her mom and off they will drive into the sunset with 900 bucks a month. So, all of a sudden, the big reveal. I'm sure all of you know what's happening. I mean, <laughs> the second I yeah. heard, the second I saw the footage of this like hot woman being like, Joy. hey, Phil, <laughs> because here's Missy, and she's not Missy. No. Her name is Joan Bauer. She's a fucking cop. Yeah, and she goes, I was home with my family, sitting with my husband as the phone call comes through, and I am a 
little bit shocked. It raises your blood pressure back up. He's trying to carry our plan out. Honestly, I was just really hoping that his attorney would explain to him super quick that I was a police officer and not his friend. What? You know right away like if you're Phil and you're at the police station and like you have committed the quote perfect murder the only person you've ever told is Missy and now you're being arrested wouldn't you know and you told her 20 minutes ago right <laughs> and she was like ooh would you look at the time no. and bailed and now she's arrested and now you're arrested right. Phil <laughs> so we learn about Joan yeah. slash Missy and she's married she has six kids six kids she looks great great she's like I have a hobby farm I love my life I love my family Um, I worked as a cop I did like a lot of undercover work, but I was super over it. And then I saw this story, this monster Phil yeah. on the news. And I was like, you I know what? I could get him to talk. <laughs> and guess what? So she calls Chief Larry and he's yeah. like, you know what? You're fucking in. Let's do this. Yeah. And we learned kind of the logistics of undercover work like this. Joan had to be very careful about what she did. First of all, a female would not be allowed to utilize her feminine charms in order to elicit a confession from a person that could erode the quality of the case. And she's like disgusted. She oh. even says, she's like, it makes me sick that I even had to like play it up that much. The fact that he says wet one, like, it makes you so want to vomit. And, but she says, she was like, um, oh yeah, before you ask, I carried my gun at all times. <laughs> Just in case the shit went south, I was on it. I trust Missy slash Joan with my Same. life at this point. Same. But she also says, like, she wasn't allowed to get him to do things that he wouldn't have otherwise done. So it's not like she could have been like, we're going to try to get you for your wife, but we can't get you for that. So we're going to have you actually go kill another person so we can arrest you for that. You can't do that either. Like, she was legally walking a tightrope and she did it. She fucking nailed it. She's and, incredible. And it's such a let the women do the work thing oh, because right. she came up with that whole story. Joan, Missy, was just yeah. like, no, I'm going to be divorced. So I'm single. I had said that I was recently divorced so that there wouldn't be someone tying up my life. I was trying to mirror my life next to his so that we would have more in common and more things to talk about. So it's April 23rd, 2018 and Phil is charged with aggravated murder, tampering with evidence, gross abuse of a corpse and he's looking at life without parole. And so the son, Kenny, is just saying to him like, The week before the trial was to begin, I begged him, please don't make us go through this. You were offered a plea deal in the very beginning and uh, please don't make the family and don't make everybody go through this trial. And so they offer a plea deal, which is 20 years to life. All the other charges, like whatever he would get for that would run concurrently. But the caveat is that Phil's got to take them to where he dumped the body. And he's in his late 70s. He's dying in prison. Totally. And so they they do this whole, like we see him in court and the judge says, in order to accept this plea deal, are you going to take them to where you dumped the body? The fucking guy goes, and then he keeps lying. So we're like in the car. In the, we don't actually get to see them in the car, yeah. but like we are told the story of when he's taking them to where he dumped the body. And he just, they're like on the road yeah. and he just keeps lying. He's like, uh, there, no, uh, there. This and they, exit, no, this exit, no. And the cops are like screaming at him yeah. in the car. There's like a fight in the car yeah. about where the fucking body is because Phil, God damn it. Like yeah. do the right, maybe for your son. For your son. They end up encountering like a local sheriff's deputy and Phil's like, so I killed my wife and I lied about all the places I said she was but I remember the area had this and this and this and the sheriff's deputy is like that's the next exit right. and so they go to the next exit Phil is screaming at the top of his lungs he's like this is it I remember it I remember it and this is really tragic yeah. because what we find out is that he had murdered her put her in the trunk taken her to this like bar and grill off the highway where he put her body in a dumpster and then so the, the deputies are like we're gonna go to this landfill The whole this whole story takes place over like just a little 
over a month, which I is know. A, which is bananas. And I'm thinking about with the undercover stuff. This is not Donnie Brasco. It was like right. ten years of the guy's no. life. Missy yeah. did this for a month. She's still going home to her husband and six kids. Totally. And you think that it's going to be like over years, yeah. but it's not. So like they they're thinking if we can get to the landfill and find out where this dumpster would have been dumped in the landfill, maybe we can find her remains. And they get there, and the landfill people are super helpful, but they're like the landfill manager explained to me that it would be not possible to find any remains under those circumstances. Even just it being like like six weeks, too much time has passed. You're never gonna find her. And I was just, I was so like devastated to hear it, but it's kind of an empowering ending, uh-huh. right? Because the family decides to put a memorial marker in a cemetery for Roberta, yeah. And it's right next to Roberta's mother's grave, and they use her maiden name, not yeah. Phil's name, which yeah. I was like, I could cry about it. I mean, she gave she gave this family like decades of her life, all of her life. Like, and she was so kind and loving, and all the scrapbooks they have so many memories yeah, of her, yeah. which I think is really beautiful. And of course, the town. People love Missy. They're like, oh, like along yeah. came Missy, Don't, and we got Phil. And she's like the new local cop now. Right. She's like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. And it ends by we learn that there's a Roberta Bobby Heisler Memorial Fund benefiting domestic violence project. Yeah. And so you can go to starkcf.org slash give dash Bobby. I'm going to donate. Yeah. You should donate. We will donate on behalf of the podcast. Absolutely. Right. But it's such an empowering where it's like something happened. Like they did something. They're trying to help other people and yeah. fuck Phil and hi Kenny and your wife. Please come over for dinner. I'd <laughs> love over. to host you. Yeah. We love you guys. Love you. <laughs> you guys we did when Phil met Missy this was a really really good documentary Discovery Plus you guys are knocking it out of the park Unraveled and Unraveled by the way has multiple seasons covering different cases I cannot wait oh we're doing all of them I know they also have like standalone Keith Morrison investigates I know do you know how I feel about Keith Um, but yeah I'm so glad I'm so glad this was a hit it was one of those things where I watched it and I was like oh my god we're changing the schedule look Jillian is really on top of the schedule you guys (laughs) I'm like every day I see emails I'm like you're amazing I will do whatever you say I'm working on it um um, you guys, join us on the Patreon. Over 250 full ad-free bonus episodes to download a binge. We just are in the midst of finishing up Preppy Murder. We're going into the, the Gacy thing for Peacock. Yeah, oh. We did Night Stalker and uh, the Minetta's Murders and the Lacey Peterson, the full Lacey Peterson six-episode thing. Yeah, and the Jinx and Tiger King, everything. Serial season one. Every long-form thing is there. Uh, we also have ad-free versions of these episodes. Um, what are we doing next, girl? This is a really gigantic... Seriously, pull over. This is really big what news. Is, oh, is it? <gasps> is it time? Yeah, we're doing, for real, we're doing West of Memphis. Oh, tell them why. So here's where... Tell them why we haven't done it till now. Yeah, we haven't done West of Memphis because I and Mike are like, we're family basically close with Damian Eccles and Lori Davis. I never wanted to do it. Damian and Lori were like, do it. It's fine. It was a me thing. I didn't want to do it for reasons I will tell you in an after party and also next week when we cover it. But there's a lot of stuff happening with his case now and evidence and stuff about Arkansas. I talked about it on the Ladies Who Lunch Insta Live. But also August 11th is the 10 year anniversary of their release. Yeah. And because there is so much happening with the case, we want to spread awareness. And Damien reassured me that it's all in my head. They are thrilled that we're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, so we are doing West of Memphis in two parts because yes. it's two and a half hours. Um, Natalie Maines is involved. So that was fun. Natalie Maines just like rips the rug right out from under some piece of shit. I can't. It's the it's best. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it's been a long time coming and it's all happened really fast and I never thought we'd do it, but we are. I'm so excited to and do this with, with you. The, with their blessings. Yeah. So I'm thrilled to do it and more awareness. That's how we do this. We keep talking about the 
case, so yes. we're going to do yes. it. Yes. Ah, so stay tuned for the trailer for West of Memphis <laughs> and then the ridiculous and hilarious outtakes. Girl, I love you. I love you. We love you guys. Thank you for listening and making this our job. Yeah, we're going to gush about Natalie Maines and Eddie Vedder. Oh, my God, time. I love her so much. Oh, my God. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Nothing ever happens in West Memphis, Arkansas. We've had three children missing since last night. Three young boys murdered in cold blood. It appeared that they had been sexually mutilated. Is it your opinion that these crimes were motivated by occult police? Yes. Arrested at 2.44 p.m., charged with three counts of capital murder. Life imprisonment without parole. A statement was put in his mouth by the police. They beat up all three of them. Then they tied them. Then they tied them up. Here's the state of Arkansas refusing to let the truth shine on this case. Did Damien invite you to some meeting? Satanic meeting. I was just a big liar. And I really was. You're dealing with a horrendous crime. It warps their judgment. There's careers at stake. The option to reopen the case was presented to him, and he went, no, we found them guilty, we're done. We don't believe the people of Arkansas are going to be satisfied until there is a new trial. Not only is the state getting away with it, but the person who killed those three kids is still out there walking on the street. time we were going to a convention that was in the Grand Ole Opry. It was in Nashville yeah. and I got us airplane tickets to Memphis because that's where I thought it I do. was. We didn't fly in there. No, but it cost us $2,000 to change our tickets. Because it was the day before totally. that you realized. I really... Or and it Steve was, realized. It was only because Steve was like, wait, sorry, as I, as we're going out the door, where, sorry, where are you going? Where are you going? Memphis. No, it's in Nashville, girl. You can't even really... I was really looking at it. You can't even really pull over without being in mortal danger yourself. Also, Phil, how dare you with the pullover? That's our shit. <laughs> Don't try to take that with a lie about poor Roberta. No. You're not allowed to use that term, no. Phil. Get we, out of here, We Phil. say pullover, not you. <laughs> Phil? You've done horrible things well, here. You're in big trouble now, Phil. You made her mad. You made her mad. And guess what? I was already, I was already mad. I told the people to pull over. I told them not to even start their cars today because of you, Phil. God. Do you think he's a paid at the five? I hate him. I don't want his money. I don't, I don't want his $5. The one time there's a murder in this town, gosh darn it, we're going to solve it. Totally. It's never happened. You guys, it's one more. Can you imagine if they had two to work on? I mean. Can you, there's a third murder in Hartsville. Oh, way too, way too much. Multitasking. Don't fuck me on don't, this. Don't fuck me on this, Missy. We can't be meeting in Hartsville anymore. Don't fuck me on this. Too much heat on me.